You're listening to the Life Coaching Secrets Podcast, episode number 29. Did you know that life coaches are needed now more than ever? I'm Frank Macri, founder of Thriving Coach Academy. I've trained over a thousand coaches and helped them launch their own successful coaching businesses. If you want to make an incredible income and impact as a coach and have a lot of fun doing it, I'll show you exactly how to get it done. This is Life Coaching Secrets. What's up coaches, in this episode, I am gonna share how to make your first $10,000 as a coach. I am super pumped to break this down for you. And what inspired this episode is a recent interview that I was invited to be a part of. It was for Authority Magazine. They were interviewing some of the top life and business coaches, asking, uh, asking what were the strategies that I implemented in my business in order to get it to the level that it is now. So one of the questions that came up during this interview was, what are the habits that played a role in my success? And when I was first posed with this question, I thought, hmm, I got to think about that. Habits. What were the habits that helped me in my journey when I was getting started. So when I look back at the initial phase of my business, really that phase where I made my first $10,000, I realized there were three habits, three key behaviors that I continued to apply. And the more that I continued applying these behaviors, the more habitual they became, the, the faster I started seeing clients arrive and money start to accumulate and hitting that first $10,000 mark. So here are the three habits. The first one is I got into the habit of sleeping in every day, sleeping in every day. (laughs) Now, what this really is about is I put my health first and I decided early on that I was not going to sacrifice my rest and my well-being for success. I was not going to force myself to wake up at ungodly early hours of the morning simply for the sake of getting more things done. And I remember hearing a lot of different stories about how, you know, you'd have to wake up super early to be successful and be productive. And you have to have these really complicated morning routines. And I decided to not subscribe to any of that. And instead, I did the opposite. I slept in. And this might sound like it would be an unproductive thing to do or a lazy thing to do. But what I realized happened is when I slept in and I allowed myself to get the proper rest that my body needs to function at the highest level is not only was I showing up with more energy during the day, but I was also using my waking hours to be more productive rather than just doing more miscellaneous, busy tasks. As a new entrepreneur, you're going to quickly realize, I think even at all phases of entrepreneurship, you see that there's infinite number of numbers of things that you could be doing with your time. It's actually not hard to fill up your schedule with lots of things you can do. But I think what's more 
challenging for a, a new CEO and new coach is discerning what are the actions that are going to get you the best results. What are the things that will allow you to be more productive and less busy? There's a difference between being busy and being productive. And in order to be successful as a coach, you've got to start focusing on what are the actions that are going to allow you to be productive instead of looking busy. And the amazing thing that happens, and that happened for me when I slept in and I gave myself less hours to work with, is my brain became more efficient. Right When you give yourself less time to do something, it actually gives your brain the opportunity to learn how to get more done in less time. And there's a lot of research and science that backs this up. It's called Parkinson's Law. So the amount of your brain will fill up the time you give it with things to do. So you could give your brain more time to complete a goal, it will find more time to complete the goal. If you give it less time, it will find out ways to achieve the goal in less time. So that is the first habit that I implemented. I put my health first. Now for you, it might not look like sleeping in every day, but I think the important habit to create for yourself at the very beginning is putting your health first and not sacrificing your health for the success of your coaching business. I think one of the biggest limiting beliefs that a lot of new coaches have to confront and challenge is the idea that having more success is going to require more work of you. When I tell coaches that you could very easily double whatever you're earning in your current job right now, it's so doable for you to double that as a coach. We see coaches doing it all the time. A lot of coaches hear this and they think, whoa, well, that means I'm going to have to put in twice the amount of hours into my work life. I'm going to have to put in twice the amount of energy and effort. And that sounds very exhausting. And I don't want to have a life full of all of that energy and exhaustion. And I think that while this might be true when you are working for someone else, it's not true when you are working for yourself, right? When you work for someone else, usually when you are promoted, when you're, when you're moving up the corporate ladder, you are paid more, but you're also expected to do more. And this is where a lot of people face and experience burnout when they're in nine to five corporate jobs working 40, 50, or even 60 hours a week. When you work for yourself, you get to design your life. You get to choose how you fill your calendar. Now, are there entrepreneurs out there that work themselves from sunrise to sunset, spinning their wheels constantly? Absolutely. There are some entrepreneurs that decide that's how they want to play. They want to hustle and hustle and hustle and grind and grind and grind. What I'm inviting you to think about is that it doesn't have to be that way. And I decided for myself early on that I was, go I was not going to have that kind of approach to my business because I didn't think that was healthy. And I also didn't see that being sustainable. It might be, it might be helpful to get you short-term results, but in the long term, how is it going to sustain you? So prioritizing your health and also realizing that you can make money working less time. You can make money working less time. Just try that thought on for you. If you're, if you're worried about becoming a coach and you're not really sure um, if you're going to you know, be able to 
have the effort to run your own business, what if you knew that you could make more money and work less? Like I, when I look back at my careers and jobs I've had, there were times where I've been working, I was working many more hours, making significantly less. Whereas now as, as a CEO over the years, I have actually found that I'm working less and less hours as time goes by because, and my business continues to grow because it gets more efficient. It learns how to eliminate the busy miscellaneous tasks and just focus on the the activities and the actions that really matter. Okay, so that's the first habit. The second habit is, this is a fun one. I got into the habit of embracing awkward conversations with strangers. Now, as an introvert, I still consider myself to be more on the introverted side, this was really difficult for me to get into. I used to dread talking to strangers. I didn't like small talk. I kind of preferred to just be in my own solitude or just be around you know, a small group of friends. But as, uh, as a CEO, as an entrepreneur, as someone who needed to market my own business, I realized I had to, I had to push myself to start talking to people. And there's something really beautiful that I started to get into when I, when I began having conversations with strangers and realize how, beauty, how much beauty there is in that awkwardness. So if you're someone who, whether you're more introverted or you just don't like the idea of talking to strangers, of, of uh, you know, starting to have these conversations where you're eventually going to maybe invite people to hire you, I want you to consider this. This was the question that I considered that really transformed everything. The question was, is it worth it to have a few seconds of awkwardness if it means I could potentially transform this person's life? Is it worth it to have a few seconds of awkwardness if I could potentially transform this person's life? And the answer was always yes to that question. So I put my temporary discomfort of the awkwardness to the side And instead focused on the bigger picture, which is the fact that I knew that this person's life could be transformed through experiencing coaching. I know that the coaching process will be the best investment they make in themselves and it will open up so many new possibilities in their life. And when I focused on that, the the idea of there being just a brief period of awkwardness no longer got in the way. So yes, it is awkward to talk to new people. It is awkward when you are sparking conversation for the first time. And also that awkwardness is so small when you think about the bigger picture of how someone could really just have their, their whole life changed. So you're going to have a lot of not so great interactions with people when you're, especially when you're getting started. And it's so important that you have some interactions that are awkward or they don't really go anywhere because that failure will allow you to learn. It's going to give you lessons. And when you have lots of failures and you have lots of learnings, the when you add those two together, what do you get? You get lots of money. Failure plus learning equals money. So another reason why it's important to embrace having lots of awkward conversations with lots of people is... When you get into this habit of doing that, you will be able to reinforce the fact that you are a coach. So there's your life before you're a coach, and then there's your life after you decide to become a coach. And 
it might be difficult. I find that it's very difficult for a lot of coaches to put themselves out there as a coach because they don't believe that they are a coach. Even if they've you know, been trained and even if they have amazing coaching skills, they haven't enforced this self-concept. They don't fully see themselves as a coach because they still, they still see themselves as who they used to be. And they might only be having people in their life that reinforce that past version of who they were. So when you are a coach, one of the one of the benefits of meeting new people who have no prior concept of who you are is that you will have the opportunity to show up in this new way to new people. You get to show up defining yourself as a coach. That becomes the way that people start to see you. Now there's people in your life right now who already know you Maybe they know a lot of the screw-ups that you've had in the past and they they just know like all of the inadequacies that you might have or some decisions you made in the past and yada, yada, all these different things that are not really helpful. (laughs) When you meet new people, they will, it's like a a blank canvas. They don't know your past. They only know what you offer them, what you tell them. So when you can meet someone new, you have the opportunity to define yourself as a coach. And the more you do that, the more you're going to also start believing it yourself. And the easier it's going to be for you to have lots of awkward conversations meeting new people. So it's important to make a habit of prioritizing the the time that you are spending being with new people, meeting strangers, rather than just connecting with the people that already knew you before you became a coach because they're, they already see you in one way. You want to meet new people. You want them to see you as a coach. You want that to be the first impression they have of you, right? You want to spend pe- time with people that will reinforce this current self-concept you have as a coach and that you will continue to build upon. So when you meet people, and of course, it's awkward to meet people, but when you do it, you get to show up as a life coach, Every single person you meet will get to know you that way. And it's going to be awkward, right? But the more time that you spend doing that in the presence of new people, the more you're going to build and reinforce this self-concept. The more you're going to tell yourself that you're a coach, okay? So another thing I want you to know about having these awkward conversations is that when you're having conversations with people, yes, the conversations might be awkward for a few moments, But it's very important that you aren't awkward in the conversation. So here's what I mean by that. When you are talking with new people, I realize this for myself. When you're talking with someone, you must speak with certainty in the fact that you're a coach and in the belief that you can support that person. You don't need to know exactly how you're going to get them from point A to point B. That's what the coaching process is for. And the people you're meeting, they don't need to know exactly how as well. You just need to believe that coaching is going to get them where they want to be and that you could bring them on that journey. And when you can speak with certainty in the awkwardness of meeting new people, that's really where leadership emerges. That's where people start to see you as someone that can support them. That's where trust starts to be built. So one way for you to help speak with certainty 
even in awkward and uncertain situations, is by seeing your coaching business maybe a few chapters from where it is now. You could just imagine that you already have a dozen clients that, you've, that you're working with right now. How is, if you already had a dozen clients, how would you talk about your business right now? How would you present yourself to strangers if you already had a dozen paying clients that were working with you? How would you approach those conversations, right? You've got to connect yourself to that version of your future self. You've got to connect where you are to that future self so that way you could feel the certainty and the energy of that and show up with it today. The way you become the person who has a dozen clients is you become that person right now. So that is the second habit. It's embracing the awkward conversations with strangers and remembering to bring a level of certainty, even when you're experiencing that awkwardness. The third habit that I realized um, helped me hit my first 10K and I believe will help you hit your first 10K as a coach is the habit of asking for support. This is so big. When I got started, I was very stubborn and I thought I would figure everything out on my own. And I knew that um, I knew that there were people that I could hire and programs that I could enroll in to help me, but I just decided I was not going to try it. I was going to just wing it and hope and pray things worked out and just read some books about coaching, watch some videos online for free. And I wasted so much time doing that, just trying to reinvent the wheel. So one of the ways that I see this now is if you were lost in a forest and you had no idea where you were going and then somebody came up to you and said, here's a map. Here's a map that's going to show you exactly how to navigate through this forest to get anywhere you need to be. What would you do? Would you say, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'll figure it out. Or would you take the map (laughs) if it's being offered to you, right? Hopefully you take the map. And I cannot emphasize this enough, right? When you are looking to succeed, it's not a matter of really if you are capable of succeeding because it's inevitable. Your success is inevitable. And if you don't already have that thought, I invite you to just try that on. What if for any goal you have in your life that's incomplete right now, you believe your success is inevitable, period. The only thing you've got to ask yourself is how willing are you to receive support? What will it take for you to receive support when it's offered to you? And I believe that, you know, you know that the the student is ready when the teacher appears, right? So the student is ready when the teacher appears. So if someone presents themselves to you and they're offering support, if they have something that will benefit you, if they have a roadmap that will give you and bring you to success, you say yes to that. Like you lean into it. And I also can't emphasize this enough. The best coaches have coaches, right? The best coaches have people that coach them. I still have coaches that I work with every single week who coach me on all kinds of things going on in my life. So one of the benefits that we give our students in the academy is that every single one of our coaches from the very beginning, they get to be coached. They get to experience the coaching process on themselves, on real things in their life that they want to up-level. And what this does is it allows coaches to not just have their own breakthroughs and their own shifts in their life, but also believe more in the coaching process. 
right? So the more that a coach receives coaching and invests time and energy and money into coaching, the more value they have for it, the more they respect the craft of this work, which is going to make it easier for that coach to then confidently talk about it with people that might be interested in hiring them. So it just all becomes a loop of prosperity. So if you're someone that has a big mission, it will require big support. And I believe that if you have a big mission and you realize it's going to require big support, you deserve the best possible support that you can get. You deserve the best possible support that you can get, right? So rather than try to figure it out on your own or you get stuck and you just bang your head against the wall thinking, why am I stuck? Why am I stuck? You instead shift your thinking to, where can I get support right now? How can I be supported through this? I promise you, your life will become 10 times easier and you always get a massive return on any kind of support you can get. Like, I just find that the ROI of coaching is like 360. You get it. You always get the money that you invest in coaching. You always get it back. You always get the time. You, the time that you create from getting coached is more than the time you're going to the time that you put into being coached. So you end up getting more time in your life. And then of course, there's the way that coaching enhances all of your relationships in your life, the way you show up, the way that you see yourself. So there's this beautiful ripple effect that happens when you allow yourself to be supported. So there's no reason for you to go at this alone. Uh, My heart breaks when I hear about coaches that are trying to just wing it on their own or just kind of piecemeal their coaching knowledge based on like little bits and pieces. They're just scrapping up here and there from what they're hearing from all these different sources. I realized for myself, when I decided to stop playing that game, everything changed for me. When I decided to invest significantly in getting mentorship and training and really surrender myself to to the process, everything opened up. Things got so much simpler. And I just think about what my life would have looked like if I didn't get support, if I didn't get mentorship, if I didn't get proper training, I don't think I would have made it. I don't think I would have ended up nearly where I, my business was able to get itself to today. And one of the other great things about asking for support is that it is one of the best ways to build your confidence as a coach. Because when you are around other people that can uplift you, when you have mentors and you have peers that can cheer you on and uplift you and maybe also share similar goals that you have, it is the fastest way to boost your confidence. It is the way to get you results very quickly. So if you're someone that likes to get results faster and without as much stress and exhaustion and pain and struggle, right, then you owe it to yourself to get support. It's going to boost your confidence way faster than if you are unsupported. One of my favorite quotes is, success requires support, failure we can do alone. Success requires support, failure we can do alone. And I don't know a single person who has become successful without getting support. So if you are, if you have any goal right now that is incomplete in your life, I want you to think about how much support are you receiving? Like what would it, what would become, what would open up for you if you allowed yourself to receive more support, to invest yourself more in getting supported and 
ease yourself from needing to figure things out solo. One of the things I realized was that was limiting me when it came to getting support is I had this insane belief that success required struggle. And then and that life, the more that I go through life, the, the more I would need to, the more success I would have in life, the more I would have to struggle and suffer to get there. And one of my coaches told me when I revealed that to her, she said, Frank, she said something that just, you know, from completely blew the lid off of that limiting belief. She said, suffering is optional. Suffering is optional. And it transformed the way that I saw every goal and desire I had in my life. And I want to offer that to you right now. What if suffering is optional? How would you approach life? What decisions would you make? What actions would you take? If you realize that suffering is optional. Now, that doesn't mean that there's, going, that there's never going to be pain in life. There's always going to be pain. We might have you know, temporary discomfort. That there, there's going to be discomfort, okay? There's going to be pain that we're going to go through. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. And I think one of the ways to honor that is getting as much support as you could possibly get right? Like I remember when I invested in coach training, it was one of the scariest investments at the time. It was one of the biggest investments I'd ever made in myself. So there was a lot of pain in making that investment. It was so scary for me to put down so much money at the time. And I'm so happy that I went through that temporary experience of making the investment, which was painful in the moment, but the suffering that that freed up in my life is really where the value came from. So I had temporary pain just from the transaction, but it was like the moment that I completed the investment, I felt this huge burden of suffering just free itself from my life. This huge weight lifted off my shoulders because I had the support that I most needed to get myself to the first 10K mark and beyond. So those are the habits that uh, supported me in getting to my first 10K, and I invite you to consider those wherever you are in your business. Again, the habits are to prioritize your health, right? For me, it was sleeping in every day, uh, talking to lots of strangers, having those awkward conversations, and asking for support. That's what I got in this episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next one. Hey, would you like access to powerful coaching tools you can use on yourself and clients right away? For being a listener of the podcast, I'm giving you a VIP guest pass to get a sneak peek into my coach training program. Inside, you'll learn our coach's secret tool they use to transform their clients' lives. And you'll also get a training on how to launch a coaching business. Just head over to www.thrivingcoachacademy.com slash VIP to get started. I'll see you on the inside.